we're back. I'm James. This is the Greatest Fan Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. I'm James. <laughs> and with a mouthful of yogurt. <laughs> and I did good. Yeah, James yeah. got done with baseball Fair. practice like 10 minutes ago and is like having a seven-course meal next to us <laughs> um, at the pod table here. So I hope you don't hear chewing and slurping in the microphone. We can mute that you, buddy. That just makes we me want to do it. Yeah. I know, which is concerning, but Brent can mute your mic. Yeah, so why don't you put the food utensils down for a second here and talk to us. James, what's new, dude? I haven't, well, I technically I saw you last week at the spring game, but I haven't like chatted with you in a minute. What's new? Baseball. Baseball. What position are you playing this year? Mostly either the outfield or second base. Okay, okay. Left field, center field, or are you playing all over? All over. Okay, look at you. Mostly right field, though. Okay. You're like you were in left utility field man. last night when I was there. Yeah. yeah. That was practice. Have you played a game yet? No. No. When's your first game? A couple weeks still? Two weeks, yeah. I think. Okay, all right. Another week of practice. It uh, you know, was 80s this weekend. Yeah. And, uh, of course, so because... <laughs> <laughs> Baseball season has started. It had to get cold for practices this week. <laughs> of course. That was my uh, youngest is in lacrosse, and we got the email for this weekend's lacrosse tournament uh, on the other side of the divide to be prepared for snow. So yeah. Bundle up. <laughs> oh, they, they still snow on the ground. Yeah, yeah, they do. How's everything else going, Lilla? Good. What are, you, what are your observations on life? Who The, the play-in tournament started in the NBA, right? Yeah, did you hear about tonight's? Mm-mm. oddities no demar Derozan's daughter was sitting under the the be- uh, under the basket on one end and she had this, this like high-pitched scream and she'd do it when players are shooting free throws and late in the game like uh, uh an opposing player was fouled and had three to shoot and she's screaming and he misses two or three and i think it wound up being the determining factor in the game all right <laughs> well you know that's probably annoying in person but good for her <laughs> I watched the Lakers one last night. That one was bad basketball, but it was entertaining, oh, I guess. The Lakers beat the Timberwolves in overtime. The whole James. kind of play-in tournament is it's weird, right? Awesome. Kind of bad basketball. I mean, I'm I, it's kind of entertaining, but it's bad basketball at the same time. Yeah, it's like you're in kind of, but it's playing. <clears throat> yeah, the whole thing's a little weird. Um, James, in a minute or less, tell tell us about the uh, Big Sky Conference basketball season. Huh? <laughs> I mean, you're wasting precious time. You said a minute or less. You oh. can make it, too. <laughs> we got time. Chris Van Pod's long. We're helping Luke walks in this door at some point. <laughs> um, Cats went, went to the uh, March Madness again. Yeah. But their coach left. Yay. Yeah. And most of their team's leaving now, too. That's great. Which kind of sucks. I mean, it does. No, it doesn't. Whatever, you know. We're Grizz fans, not cat fans. But in the bigger, like, the idea that, you know, you lose a coach and then you basically have to start over. I don't care. Kind of sucks. James doesn't care. James doesn't care. No. Cats suck for life. Oh, my God. (laughs) What's the sport of choice on the uh, playground right now? Playground? Um, Mostly basketball or kickball. Yeah. Do people pretend to be on certain teams? Yeah. What teams? Um, it's basketball. Are you picking an NBA team or are you going with a college team? Is Grizz versus Mostly sometimes we do like Sentinel versus like the Grizz or something. <laughs> Just the teams you know. 
Yeah. All right. What um, What do you think of the uh, spring game on Friday? Mm. You and I didn't get to a single practice, so sorry about that. Yeah, I still don't want Chris Brown. <laughs> That's a tough call. Um, I thought. Let's focus on positives here. <laughs> I thought. Um, oh God. Um, number seven looked good. Uh, yeah, I always want to call him yeah. Vilzak, but that's Vilzak. not his name. No, that's former agriculture secretary. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, um, James, who? Uh, what was the like? Some of or one of the best plays you saw in the spring game? Like the one where you like? To be wow. honest, I really didn't even watch the spring game. Dang. Okay. You were there in the stands the whole time. I was you were sitting right near with us. Friends. I know we 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 got there. We early. We're, me and my dad were sitting right right behind Brent. James's buddies are across the aisle. Basically, didn't see James all game. So, James, what do you what did you and your buddies do during the game then? Talked about what? School. How it sucks. Oh, okay. Oh okay. come on, school. Well, doesn't it doesn't suck, suck but some teachers. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. Hey, your grandma was an educator be for life, okay? So sassy. be careful, buddy. Be <laughs> or they are sure they are frustrated with kids who don't listen. No, Ooh. they're frustrated with kids from other classes they had and they take it out on us. Alright, well we're gonna move on from this subject because right. nothing good can come of this. <laughs> so you love your teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. James, what if one of your teachers you is listening me? to the pod right now? You love your teacher some, right now. They're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, Miss Jones. I like her. All, All right. Know. We're going to we're gonna move on from this conversation. Oh, man. If we had a license for me. No, no. Did no. you hear him whisper, it's not you? So apparently the teacher <laughs> they're frustrated with, not his primary okay. teacher. Good, good. All right. Mm-hmm. James, we do have questions for you from fans. Oh, sweet. Do you prefer pancakes or French toast? French toast. Really? Why is that? Because sugar. Sugar? Which? The sugar on top of it. Okay, okay. Uh, let me see. I think we had some for you on Twitter as well. I'm just making sure uh, Egress didn't have any others. So what is your, like, what's your topping of choice for French toast while I look up uh, Twitter questions? Um, probably, I can't remember what that sugar is called, but either. Powdered sugar? Yeah, powdered sugar yeah, or sir- syrup. Okay, okay. No, you don't put, like, strawberries, blueberries, nothing like that on it? No. Really? Okay. Uh, man, I felt like we had a question for you on Twitter. I'm stalling as I'm talking slowly here. Here it is. What's your favorite Easter candy? Probably Reese's. Oh, yeah? What's your least favorite? Jelly beans. I'm not, I'm not a fan of jelly beans. Where do you stand on Cadbury cream eggs? Who's she? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Whose kid are you? Yours. We're gonna like, you might not be able to be on this pod anymore. <laughs> like you know, you used the word sassy earlier. The only sass I'm hearing is you showing off for Brent and your followers. I knew I, no I knew this would uh, get to your head at some point. James, they're we the can... eggs that I got that have like a filling in them. Oh, they're so good. Those things. Oh man. <laughs> 
You, you there's a lot of things that are great that you don't like, so I don't consider like you the what? ultimate uh, like judge what? on. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Like all good vegetables. I like celery. What about Just, carrots? Carrots, yeah. Broccoli. Yeah. Cauliflower. Mm-mm. Steak. Yes. <laughs> My girls don't like spaghetti. Isn't that weird? Like, you like spaghetti, right? Mm-hmm. Kids are supposed to like spaghetti. Yeah. One of my girls doesn't like hot dogs. Yeah. It's weird. One of them doesn't like um, lasagna. And one of them doesn't like tacos. Do all those check a box for you? Lasagna, tacos, spaghetti? It's all in the James wheelhouse? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our two questions we had for you, buddy. I thought we had a, another one or two, but uh, is is there anything that's appropriate that won't like you know embarrass us that you want to talk about? <laughs> We're gonna have to implement like a twelve second delay on this. Uh, okay, James, James segment. Who's winning the NBA title? Mm. And don't say the Lakers. No, King James is going down. <laughs> You're the point leader. And you're the seventh seed with a stacked team. Are they stacked though? No, I mean Russell. I mean the stacked team is the Suns, right? Yeah, he's not even on their team anymore. Yeah, he got traded. So uh, okay, we haven't talked. We haven't seen you in a minute. Forty Niners. Your starting quarterback is Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Whoa. You you think that if no, all I things are equal? No, I was thinking about Trey Lance and Jimmy. Jimmy's gone Jimmy though. Sucker. Brock Purdy, if he's I healthy, gets to gets to take the first snaps. The problem is he's he just had surgery. So yeah, his arm doesn't. And they move. they signed Sam Darnold. Oh, that guy. <laughs> Did he find his identity? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Okay, so Trey Lance is your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Made some moves on defense, right? Any other NFL trade related? We got the draft coming up. Who's your number one draft pick? Um, it's Carolina. This is the team drafting. They traded with the Bears. Why would the Bears trade? Because they think Justin Fields is good. Mm-hmm. And I know we have some Bears followers. No, Justin Fields is good. <laughs> like Casey Fields and Dan good, right now, but... they're like, nah. <laughs> Justin Fields is okay, but they need some help on the O-line. It Justin, looks like they just yeah. put some trash cans over there. Well, you know, big trash cans on the O-line for the smaller trash can of Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just making the Bears fans that listen to the pod mad. And, of course, they're going to say me as a Packers fan. I got nothing to talk about, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine. Okay. Well, who's winning, who's going to win the Super Bowl next year? Um. Honestly, I think the Chiefs have a really good chance. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Think we could see a rematch, or do you think someone else is coming out of the no, NFC? I don't think the Eagles are going to keep that no. dynasty alive. Is it finally the Cowboys' year? The who? The Cowboys. Um, the Cowgirls? <laughs> that is not an appropriate joke. I don't care. No. no. Not. You know why? Because it implies that somehow being a girl is... is He is right. Yeah. We'll allow it, but not again. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Chris Van Pod's above this. It is. <laughs> father son stared at across the table. We're having like this our first tense. like father son tense pot. Yeah, this is. Like, I, you know, I'm just not impressed. I don't know. And this is like it, our we mid, need to, mid off season pot here. Do we need to get like get Hannah out from the bullpen here? And... <laughs> um, oh my gosh! I saw somewhere that somebody it might have been a player, but somebody was trying to say that the Kings' offense this year was better than the Warriors' office offense in their um, highest points. Oh, I I just struggle to believe that. Yeah, I mean, I know they made the playoffs. You finally, can but, uh, um, say that saying and throw it in the trash. All right, with the Kings, we'll take it. Who's going to win the World Series this year? Probably not the Mariners. I really don't know. We're like 12 games into the season. That's a good answer. There's like 150 left. Are you saying the baseball season's too long? No, I'm saying wouldn't that it be, we're early. Wouldn't it be great if baseball started in June and ended in August? No. No? no? no. I just I get so burnt out. No, October is great. Do you okay, have, I could start in August. Do you have a strong <laughs> feeling on the pitch clock yet? Oh, yes, yeah. I really like it. Do you have the Me pitch too. clock in Little League? No. No? You can't it's because, like, no one exceeds it. You guys just go fast. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Our games are, like, one hour and 30 minutes long. But you're still in T-ball, right? No, that's my sister. <laughs> I'm just messing Hannah's with you, I'm just messing with you, dude. <laughs> Can you stop breathing on my leg? Oh, man. He's talking to Pod Dog Bruce. Pod Dog Jr. Pod Dog Jr. Yeah. Unfortunately, R. Pod R. Dog Sr. passed away since we yeah. did our last pod. Poor guy. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Pod dog tradition lives on. He's breathing heavy. Breathing heavy. He's not as gassy. Smashing so into that. stuff on the table. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, James, I'll have some of your seven horses. Oh All right. Okay. Um, who is going to win the Big Sky Conference in football this year? Last question. Ooh. Do you want to split it apart with like, a, like, a, like what your heart says? Like what you... Like want to have happen versus what you think is going to happen. Like at the yeah, logical I, side of it, I want the Grizz to win for sure. We all do. But one for all those people saying it's Cal Poly's year, it's not. No. It's going to be their year in like ten years. In ten years, well, they got it. They got a former five-star quarterback from Washington. Mm-hmm. The Heward kid, right? I don't know. That's about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> they lost other guys. But, yeah, no, that, Cal Poly's probably not going to be that great. They had, like, a good receiver. Mm-hmm. They had a really good tight end who went in the Pac-12. Or the Pac-1, whatever it's called now, depending on their count. The Pac-8. <laughs> the Pac-2. All right, so logic. So not Cal Poly. No. Who would you, so if you, like, logically, if you're going to pick from a pool and say, if you were to uh, think, like, based upon what we know so far, and who is going to emerge from this group to win the conference? Bobcats, Grizz, Weber, Idaho, Eastern. Which one? So you're disrespecting Sac State? Yes, I'm disrespecting Sac State. They're better than Idaho. Sac's better than Idaho? I mean, mm, Idaho's, Idaho. Idaho returns their whole offense. Oh, never mind. They got that QB. I'm the only two thousand yard receivers coming back. The only combo in the whole country. 
Hayden Hatton and the other guy. Okay, what's with Idaho and like good players being the best in the country? They had like two 20-point people in basketball and then the 2,000-yard receivers. What's next? Like five goals per game hockey? Do they have a hockey team? I don't know. I don't don't. Maybe their soccer team? (laughs) Mike's just like, I don't know. I don't don't know what to do with any of this. All right, James, who's winning the conference? Football. With your head. He's pondering it over his giant bowl of chicken. Let's put it another way. Is is it the Bobcats? You can say it's the Cats. It's a safe space. Heck no. Oh, okay. I I mean, I know we're going to talk about this maybe, but my... My early thought is Idaho's got a real damn good chance. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what their defense looks like this I'm year. Let say another thing about Chris Brown. Can it be nice? Um, <laughs> it's a relation to last year's game we went to, Dad. Uh-huh. The Weaver State game? Remember, we don't... He's working really hard. I just want him to move the offense a little bit. Well, do you think that part of that's because the play calling was bad? Because my biggest frustration mm. with the when Chris Brown plays is it feels like they don't they never trust called any plays that played into any of his strengths whatsoever. Agreed. And I actually think, like, I think that it's become clear that that Chris is not a Big Sky Conference starting QB. But I also think that they could have won the Weber game with a little bit more creativity and play calling. Absolutely, so. they were right there at the end. Bobby never challenges any plays. That's true. Not even yeah. the closest call ever. He's like, no, no, just keep it. That's, uh, I think I've seen Bobby challenge one play. I'm sure he's challenged more than one. I don't know that he has. He challenged the App State 09 playoff game, the spot on the long pass when they gave him the first down. Okay. He challenged that, and they got the first down anyways. Right. I don't think I've ever seen him challenge a play again. <laughs> He just doesn't do it. No. He's not aggressive. Interesting. Well, you are Challenge. you are aggressive tonight. This is a we are, hot we are take. off season pod throwing punches. Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> right and left. <laughs> Should Brent Pease be employed right now? Yes or no? No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> yes, is the answer to that. Yes, of if we're going to throw the ball downfield as many times as we did it's Friday night, yes, sir. <laughs> Um, James, is there anything that we can tell Grizz fans to be excited about in the offseason? Yeah. Of course, man. You weren't paying attention to that spring game. No. You're too busy talking about Mrs. Jones. No. You know, there's a song about that, but it's... She's 60. Okay, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) She's great. Yeah. Hey. Good teachers are awesome people, buddy. Be thankful for them. We went to parent-teacher conferences a couple weeks ago. Mm, yeah. And she told us that she thinks that we need to get James his own whiteboard. Oh. Because he uh, he likes to you write instructions and do mock-ups on the whiteboard. Oh, that's great. I was just thinking, like, this is just little James coaching coming out here. <laughs> Dude, I love it. All right. Would do you think? Do you like that they got rid of the shift in baseball? You can't do shifts in little league, can you? No. No. Dang. Okay. 
So you don't have really any baseball hot takes. You're just all in on Chris Brown tonight, and that's about it. Mm. <laughs> just giving you a hard time, dude. <laughs> My word. <sighs> well, well, buddy, it's good seeing you. Yeah. Work hard, play hard, be nice. Enjoy the chicken. It's just this this pod has is just opened my eyes wide that we've got some work to do. You. With you. He's been off for what? We're uh, four and a half months off, so you know. You know those those e biographies like behind the scenes. What was that? Or any behind the music behind the music like <laughs> we're, the in, we're in season 35 of james participating in the gris fan pod and this is where it starts to fall apart i think we know i know what james needs i'm to not do. 35 years old season 35 james can you water ski kind of do you think we could get you to jump over a shark no <laughs> It's interesting. <laughs> Pod is at the jump the shark moment. Oh, no, 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 man no. alive. All right. Okay, dude. Well, while you chow down, I'm going to turn your We're mic gonna, down. Okay, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to do that right there. Yeah. Ooh, boy, I mean. <laughs> 20 minutes of James. You All right. <laughs> 20 minutes of James phoning it in. That was 20 I mean, kind of. Once we cut out the gaps, it might be a little shorter. <laughs> Felt like a hundred. All this sass coming from there. Well, Grandma's got extra long listen on the pod today. Though, I know. So. <laughs> and she's going to have some thoughts for you, oh, young man. Buddy. Yeah. When's the next time you see her? couple days, huh? Thursday. <laughs> oh, man. We'll see what happens. She's going to be looking out. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, Thursday's tomorrow. Thursday's tomorrow. She well, pod won't be out yet. She it depends on how quick she gets to the pod, dude. So yeah, yeah. off season might not be expecting it. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man, but I'm not running cover for you anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're you're old enough, dude. Now this this is on you, buddy. Um, Brent, what did you think of the the game <laughs> on Friday night? I actually, this is kind of funny because um, I feel like I was very even keel. Made some observations along the way, then I went back and read Brent's Twitter. <laughs> And wow, I guess that we are winning a national championship. Book your tickets to Texas right now. Right now. Grizz Nation. <laughs> but you were that convinced by Vidlak. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that stood out to me. And it's kind of funny because I did have some people get back to me and point out, like, hey, you know, you, I myself point out that, mo- like, Fouch and Graves were not playing. And, uh, and so, um, but. I thought Vidlak really impressed me in multiple ways in the way he operated the offense, moved in the pocket, looked through options, uh, his the touch he had for sideline throws, uh, his improvisation on his first he threw pass. a little high sometimes, but yep. that was my only critique on that front. That first drive he had, right, he had uh, – he had Fonts in the corner, but Fonts was called out because the pass was a little late. And then he had Fonts again in the back of the end zone, but it was way over Fonts' head. Yeah. So, um, but after that drive, he kind of, he really settled in. And then we saw him lead three touchdown scoring drives and a field goal drive, if my memory serves correct. <clears throat> and so, uh, what impressed me really about him was that uh, it just, it, a lot of poise in the pocket stepped up in the face of pressure instead of out. Uh, 
like we had been like we had seen about him, not a running quarterback, but definitely a mobile and agile guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, and I think his first touchdown pass that we saw in the spring game, where the blitz comes on the edge, so the tackle has to pick it up, that forces Vidlack up and then to his right, and he points Simpson up to the you know sends him to the goal line, throws a just a great fade right there, and and knowing that Simpson's his guy. And as you had mentioned to me, Mike, you think Vidlack to Simpson's going to be a thing. Because you could tell. Those it, two, those two they, are dialed in. You could t- I mean, you could tell they've been thrown together, if nothing <laughs> yeah. else. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, if we're going to yeah. go downfield, Simpson's a tall guy. It's a good – that'd be a good, reliable target to have in there and mix him with a few speedsters. Yep. Um, and I'm okay with that. I will say that on Simpson's touchdown, it was blatant P.I., although – in person, it seemed more so than when I watched it on the yeah. on the recap. So, who knows? But uh, I think those frontier conference refs were to, definitely swallowed. They weren't all frontier conference. <laughs> One of the guys down on the field's Pac-12 ref. Seriously? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he used to be a Big Sky ref. Lives in Missoula. He's Pac-12 now. Great oh, guy. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I just recognized a couple of the the typical frontier guys yeah, that you yeah, see, like yeah, Damien yeah. and other guys. So okay. Well then, um, no, I. I it, what was interesting to me, it seems like in um, <clears throat> Bobby's second stint here, Vidlak is the first kid that really, it, it, you know, the the touch on the passes, the <clears throat> the operation within the offense, movement in the pocket, uh, and it's, it struck me as I got to thinking about it, because of the way Vidlak is as a quarterback, did we see any RPO? I don't think we did. I thought we saw play fakes. We saw shotguns. I mean, yeah, like pistol, a little play action, which a lot of play not action, exactly the same thing. But, but I don't think we saw a lot of RPO. Now I could be. Now again, I'm sitting here as a fan saying it, and uh, you could have you know a player parent or someone who knows far more than the collective. Uh, well, maybe not James, but Mike and me here at the table saying, of course there was RPO. There's a whole bunch of it, but I don't know. I just didn't see it. So maybe that's what I saw with Vidlack was something just looked different with him because unlike Sneed, unlike Humphrey, unlike Johnson, unlike Brown, it wasn't an RPO type of offense where suddenly he's needing to – he's an option on a run or something like that. The I mean, you could kind of see some of these changes that Pease has put into the offense there, and Vidlack seemed to do really well with it. Yeah. I um, It'll be really interesting to see the offense in games that matter. Yeah. But it would be great to mix it in a little bit. And I did like to see that they, even in the scrimmages, they were trying to get the ball to some of their playmakers who were playing. And, of course, yeah. you know, some of our go-tos, Grossman, Burn, they weren't playing. Yep. Um, not unhealthy, just not playing. I mean, we know what Junior Bergen brings to the table. We don't need him to show up and show out in a spring game. Nope. <laughs> so, same with Cole Grossman. Yep. But, I mean, I thought uh, what was interesting to me, I mean, we saw Keelan White – Aaron Fonts and Ryan Simpson all have <laughs> dog on the counter. Uh, all have great evenings. All three had touchdowns. All three had multiple catches. Um, yeah, and so and so then you you add Junior Bergen back in that mix, and that to me it feels like that's that's your four receivers we're going to see the most of this year. Yep. Um, and I I I'm comfortable with it. I I don't. I know Coulter will sit here and tell us where's where's the speed, where's the burner. I don't know if that group and maybe has it. Maybe they're looking it. for that in the in the. Yeah, um, maybe you find it in the portal, I guess. 
or something. But yeah, so I thought receivers, it was interesting. Um, <clears throat> Vidlak definitely seemed to be well connected uh, with those three. Was I don't I mean with Grossman not out there, it was I don't the tight ends kind of had a quiet night. Um, but you know he. <laughs> I, and then obviously there were some other guys like the the UW transfer Racinelli. I don't think he played. Mm-mm. Of course, he tore his ACL last year, so presumably uh, maybe all the way back or close to it, but maybe not a risk you want to take in a spring game. I would bet. Um, it was interesting that uh, I just a lot of times in the spring you'll see a young guy or two really you know, burst through mm-hmm. and be like, wow, that this guy's and, you know, Nick Williams receiver, number three, tall kid had a, yep. had a good catch late. Should have probably had another catch. You talk about saw, blatant. We TPI. saw glimpses of that last <laughs> yeah. year. And we saw like, there were a few late in games where it was yeah. like, Hey, this guy could be something. He's like six, five, a big, kid. A big kid. Um, and then there's the, the twins out of Bozeman, uh, the receivers, number 20, is that Brady Lang? Yep. And the safety was number 19. And the he same, was, on the and he was out, yeah. And so it's funny because I only caught one practice this year, and it was the first week. It was no pads, which usually um, sometimes guys will really shine, and then when the pads come on, you know, the grind really starts to hit them. But I do remember sitting at that um, no pad practice trying to figure out who is this number 20 that is catching all these passes and burning all these people. And so I was kind of excited to see what he, what uh, Lang would show. And I think he had a catch. He had kind of a rough drop really late. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's a kid kid for the future. But um, And it's tough to say just because I didn't see his progression through all of spring camp. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. outside of that, I, I mean, it's a little interesting. Like our receiver core, I think we've got four that – you can go with, but I don't know what that other side, <clears throat> what that looks like. I mean, Drew Deck was out, I think. Um, there was a kid wearing number eight who I think was a walk-on. He had a nice catch. I don't even know who that kid was. It's always frustrating. Like, <laughs> they sold a program at yeah, the game, yeah. and some of the guys out there weren't in it. No. And it's like I get like you're trying out. So like, if it's like, man, if they're going to be in the jersey at the game, like yeah. put them in the program. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Vidlak looked good. The connections with the receivers look good. Uh, I thought the first team O line looked really well, and I noticed I think the first team O line was um, actually down one starter. I think we had uh, sixty, who's Botner, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Or I think Colin Dreis is our main right tackle. So they were doing a bit of rotation on the O line, but Vidlak, well, he got hit pretty hard once. I Holy guess, cow! Have you? Can you remember a spring game where? Buddy. The QBs were playing live like that. Never. Like I can't remember anything like that. Yeah, that that was like. I mean, if I could have a criticism coming out of that, I fully understand. And when I first read it, I was like, "Yeah," because there was the Bobby quote where he's like, "Quarterbacks aren't used to getting hit in camp. We wanted to have them get hit a bit just so they can be reminded that that's that's what's going to happen." And it's true. I'm not debating that. But that hit. I think it was Gino Leonard who had a hell of a day um, put on Vidlak was a real awkward hit with uh-huh. his arm back. And uh-huh. I just, what's the conversation we're having if, um, if he gets hurt, if he blows and we his, don't like, we just talked about, we don't have we just to talk about Brock that. Purdy. What if he got the Brock Purdy injury? And no. it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know? So then like we are in a Cuban black hole. So 
I, I can see it both ways. I just doesn't make sense to tee off on your one guy that seems like you could put the season on his back with uh, in the spring. I don't know. Maybe. No injury came of it, nope. I suppose. So, I mean, I guess we're <clears throat> lamenting about something that didn't happen. So, uh, back of QBs. <laughs> back of QBs. Chris Brown um, is Chris Brown. Yeah. And, you know, he did lead a real choppy drive with the clock at zero <laughs> into halftime. And then he scored a touchdown drive. This is, I was talking with someone about this as like, and then, of course, we saw Caden Hoot. Hoit? I want to say Hoyt, but Hoyt? I don't think yeah. that. Hoyt. Like, Hoyt. He's, he's, he shows little bits of, like, he has a nice touch on a pass. Yeah, and he's he's a freshman. Richard, that freshman, freshman, yep. Um, not not ready, I don't think, to, like, hey, go, go you know, go beat Sac State at home under the lights or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't see it. Um, Abbott looked like he was used as a running quarterback more than anything. Uh, and then we had a, f- a student trainer turned <laughs> walk on throw, you know, this great rainbow pass to Nick Williams <laughs> for a long game, but he looked like Is he really a student trainer. He, apparently I read this, like he was a student trainer last year. He played for O'Day high school in um, yep. <clears throat> outside of Seattle. And so it was either, he was a student trainer or he's a GA or he was something here. And so then, they, yeah. So he's just giving it a go this spring. I mean, good for him. Yeah, the team seemed completely excited pass. when he was in. <laughs> so it's like clearly they know him, which makes sense with right. the, if he was yeah. the trainer angle, yeah. where it's like yeah. these guys know him and he's out working hard <laughs> with them. And I mean, to be playing in spring means he freaking went through conditioning. Yeah. So he, <laughs> put, yeah, put himself through the grind to get there. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, this is like um, this is the the Chris Brown dilemma that we're moving into is um, he is the second most ready quarterback on this roster right now. And he is probably the only guy on this roster right now that the Grizz, that that you could rely on in some fashion to play and win a game or multiple games. He did it years ago, and then you kind of saw, like, whatever happened. Like, we talked about that Weber game. Like, if it was... If it was Chris's regression, if it was the staff lost faith in him or or what, or they just built a crap game plan that just didn't work, but they were going to stick with it anyways. I mean, it could be a combination of everything or something we're completely missing. But um, it felt like coming out of that spring game, there was a few spots where I was like, oh, boy, we better – I think we need some help still. And I think just – I think they need to get another quarterback, um, even though we've got – Two more coming in. There's no way we're going to rely on Kiali Ayat or no. the kid out of Glacier. Freshman. Oh, I'm his name out. Uh, true freshman. They're yeah. not, there's no way they're going to drop an 18-year-old kid in there. So, Which makes you wonder who yeah. from that room goes. Yeah, you hate to speculate on kids, but I, th- I think Abbott's in a tough spot would be my guess. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, so I was going to ask you about that. Did, did Abbott show you anything? No. It's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I there also, were people last year, and fans get irrational, but there were people last year who were like excited about him. Like, yeah, he's good. Well, he, he, he broke Andrew Luck's like high school yeah. touchdown record. So, yeah. and he came from Oregon. So, I mean, 
maybe he just needs more time. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe he does need more time, and maybe he's not. But then it's like how and... many quarter. So if say we keep the full slate, so we have five on roster, we'd have seven quarterbacks next year, two redshirting. Just doesn't seem. That seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it just that just doesn't seem <laughs> likely. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, QB, like I, I, I personally feel like I, I think Vid lacks the guy. He's a redshirt sophomore. That also makes me really excited because if he locks it in and in live game shows kind of what we saw plus that plus more, um, we're going to see this guy for three years. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, Should have come here to begin with. Yeah. Path less taken because, (laughs) I mean, he went to play it anyway. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, it's just not how we do things. (laughs) Um, But so then, yeah, do you go get a – a grad transfer. I think they go get the absolute best quarterback they can they can get with a scholarship. Yeah, yeah. And you know if that's somebody that's young and throws off this and they've got to compete with each other, fine. Sure. If that's a grad transfer, fine. Yeah. Um. But we need depth at that position. We haven't had a QB healthy all season for a long time. Long time. And we just can't be in the same position we were in last year. Yeah. And unless if, uh, that's why I think they're going to, they have to address it because we don't have it in, in that sense of, yeah, every year we have needed a backup QB to win one, multiple games, multiple games. And in a lot of situations, maybe the, the playoff seating or the playoff potential of that team mm-hmm. had been influenced by quarterback health in some way, shape or another. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. 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 So quarterback depth, um, a little scary. Running back depth looks really good. <laughs> we didn't even see Nick Osmo. They shut him no, down. Because why? You know, but Xavier Harris like looks he, like the real deal now. I mean, you, you, you see that he's been three years in a college weight room program. Yeah, he doesn't look like the little little teeny guy from that. Um, yeah. They threw him out there more. I was surprised that uh, Eli didn't get more of the the load I, yeah. in my head i just think he's going to be the starter for the bulk of next season yeah. but that could just be in my head that might not be a fair projection i mean like the way i was trying to read it there was the maroon team and the white team and the maroon team definitely seemed like the first string and the the one and the one you know the rotating type guys mm-hmm. and the white team mostly seemed like backups um second string or even like young guys freshmen uh, sophomores, I guess, retro freshmen. Um, and so we saw Gilman and Chris Brown were the first two out, and then Harris and Childs then would split with... Uh... No, Childs was wearing white, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the white team. Yeah. Because Childs and Dantic were the white team cute, uh, running backs. So, um, yeah, they, I mean... They're in good shape at uh, at uh, running back. I would say I I uh, I'm not too worried about that room. O line impressed me blocking. Pass blocking with the first team was good. Um, and what we saw in the scrimmage, uh, especially in the second half, that those running lanes were really opening up and lots of big runs where running backs are four or five yards up the field before they're getting touched. Um, a gap right up the middle, a lot of good stuff happening there. So the, the O line really took over as the game went on. 
And I know Bobby's quote, right? Post game was he only watched the lines, so he must have been happy with his O line, or he's super pissed off with his D line. One or of the he's two. He's just playing another stupid game with the media. Like, and it's just, I just, why? I don't like, know, dude. What do we gain? What do we gain? You can compliment the quarterbacks, just, Bobby. It's just, okay. Just engage and let the fans be excited about things. I just don't understand it. <sighs> yeah. Um. That was offense. Do you have any other impressions on offense? Stood out to you? Um, we should talk about O line a little bit more. What's the yeah. kid's name? Journey Grimsrud. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we read much into the fact that he's kind of leapfrog guys that had better pedigrees? Like, what do, what do you read into that? Yeah, and is that know. due to like we've sh- we've shaken up O line coaching? Yeah, because there are a lot of a lot of the same guys wear different hats, and now it's Fenn and Germer. Yeah. Coaching O line. So Fenn's doing tackles and Grimsrud's a guard. So technically Grimsrud's still in theory. In theory, yeah. <clears throat> Same coach. But I mean, he we had two redshirt freshmen we were trying to rotate at what was it right guard last year? Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't working to the extent that they want. I think Brown was working out, but then he had a high ankle sprain on a road game, uh, Idaho State maybe or something. And we missed him then for a couple of weeks. And that's about when Grimsrud came up because the the other options just weren't really working. And he never gave the job back. No. Nope. And now he's a starter. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to look into it if it's a – is it a – are we saying something about the way the staff is recruiting O-line, especially interior, is a big issue because – you have kids they brought in from where's Grimsrud from? He's like a small school kid in Montana, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, then we brought him in to play D line, and we were gonna bulk him up for three years, and all of a sudden, you know, two years in, we're having to switch sides, and he's our starting guard. Um, is that an indication on recruiting, or did, is he just a special talent that just? And you hope for that. Broke like you hope for like, hey, he's breaking through. Yeah. Like I don't care. I mean, like put the best kids on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just it does seem that the O line recruiting over the last seven years has been interesting. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you look at this. But three this fifth, is the most three fifths of this O line are transfers. But it's also the most consistent, like returning year to year O line. I feel like we've had with Hauk in a while. All five starting. Yeah. And I mean, then you look at the Utah Tech kid we got, and then technically Liam Brown. <clears throat> we have seven kids that have started multiple games. On this O line, yeah. So that's uh, that is hopefully a strength for this team moving forward. I think that's going to be something that's going to help our you know our running backs and our quarterbacks and all that stuff. Finally, uh, an O line that we can control the game with. Yep. Yeah. Do you think that we need to go find a safety, or do you think they're they're good with well, what we got? That I don't know. So it was like, yeah, I, I switched the defense. You obviously, you're fine, but, but it's like. Like the two things that stood out, well, three things that stood out to me the most of like concern quarterback depth. The defensive secondary did nothing in that game. Uh, is it fair? Maybe not because it was the you're talking probably third and fourth string kids against the first string team, kind of right. Um, there were no interceptions, yeah. Uh, it was just I found it hard to figure. I just, 
to figure out the defense and judge it. Like, yeah, just spring games are weird, and you know, one one group kind of has figured out the other one a little bit more. Oh, by that point, yeah, it, you know, I just I don't know. But so to me, given that if there's a coordinator change and we lost a few guys who've been there for a while, like you just wonder going into the season what we're going to look like. Yeah, and I mean we've got one safety transfer in already, right? Um, Boy, that group, especially since they rely on three, and you you need, in in effect, six blended between special teams and rotating. Mm-hmm. I think they probably need to. I, I I mean a safety, and I just I, the other thing I don't know what to take from corners. I think Corbin Walker played. I don't know. I just again, but he was going against Abbott and and Hoyt or however you pronounce it. So uh, I don't think he was tested much and then i just i just don't know what the other side of that ball looks like right now um in terms of corner and who we got so i do kind of feel that defensive secondary is is a question mark and then i talked about this before the other kind of big concern to me governor didn't play um why would he you you know what this kid is but uh you know something that was called out consistently last year was the grizz d-line or, or the I shouldn't say the D line. The defensive design leads uh, a lot of issues with being gap sound, and that our D line got pushed around a bunch. And with the news today, with uh, Jacob McGowan moving on to law school, uh, we don't have a lot of heft on that defensive line. No. Safe Gub. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and that was you know as the game got on, that D line got was got owned by the O-line in the second half of the second half of that uh, scrimmage. Yep. So, yeah. It's always something, Brent. It is. But that's that's a tough thing with these scrimmages and all this cuz I mean, it, it's Grizz against Grizz. So if someone does good, that means someone's doing bad or something is Yeah. But I mean, we talk about yeah. it's hard to kind of judge the secondary cuz you just you just don't know what you don't know. D line, we know what we should expect, and we're not surprised because they they are thin. Yeah, they're they thinner are. than they were. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I mean, it just you know, and it sucks to lose a guy like McGorn for nothing else than we just don't have that many dudes. No, we don't. Yeah, and there's people that I know guys are excited about, and I'm sure that guys on Twitter and Egris and all these places will tell us. But I don't know. The uh, UCLA transfer had a sack or pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got something in him, but he's an edge guy and more of a pass rusher. Uh, you know, the the guy that stood out to be the most defensively was Gina Leonard because he, well, he forced the only fumble in the game, but he had another sack and he had a couple of um, uh, for, uh, rushes that mm-hmm. forced throwaways. I guess Henry Noose uh, on the D-line as well. Uh um, Leonard's, a <laughs> which is a name we've been hearing for a little while, you know. And yeah, yeah, played a little bit as a true freshman, and yeah, I mean, so so maybe that's someone you know we just don't know we don't know yet. Yeah, and I thought you know defensively, I don't think I saw Levi Jancaro play. I think I saw Braxton Hill out there just a touch, but again, we know what those guys bring to the table. I don't think Garrett Graves or Nash Fouch played. So defensively. Um, I don't know. It just, I just don't know what to think on that side. And that was other people were like, oh, did it look different? It, to me, it didn't look like they did anything. <laughs> no. And it kind of made you wonder a little bit, like, you know, in, 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 
kind of standard Bobby Hawk fashion at this point. Yeah. Is it really what we expect to see? Which also kind of makes me wonder if we really should expect them to throw the ball like we saw. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I, you know, switching back on the offense, like, I am excited to see what Pease brings on that front. I'm excited for some change. I'm excited to shake things up. Yeah. Because we just – we aren't leading the way in this conference. And yeah. if that's the goal, then, you know, you got to shake things up. Um, the biggest takeaway from the scrimmage, frankly, is that – it's a good idea for them to sell beer. Yes. And you can now buy beer if you have a seat anywhere in the upper deck. Upper deck, okay. Um, yeah. So there, there's basically two levels mm-hmm. beyond the main concourse. And the upper level is the uh, Sky Club. Not Sky Club. But the Candy, Candy Club. Club. Yeah. Um, but the level below that really is just there's bathrooms and there's a big open concourse right. that hasn't been used for anything. And they had beer coolers set up in there and it sounds like they're going to sell beer in there every game too. If you, nice. if you sit in that section. Oh, cool. So on one hand, good for them. Um, the other, the other um, side of this is like, you know, someone sits in the front row of the North end zone. It's just stupid. Like, yeah. we, like just, Put it in the whole stadium. Just put it in the whole stadium. Yeah. Like this works in lots of places. You and I have both been to plenty of Idaho games. Yes. They've figured this out. Like it's just like <laughs> stop trying to make everything like a oh, we're making your seats better to charge you more and all this. You know, it's right. like I got I got a letter about my basketball season tickets this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned it. And that. it's like this kumbaya thing about how we're responding to fans' needs. You're just telling us you're gonna charge us more. Raising prices. <laughs> and just, you know, it's a little bit frustrating. And I know that it's it's a hard time, and I get that, but it yeah. just just sell it everywhere. Yeah. And if there's a reason that you can't do that, let's just say why. I mean, and honestly, uh, as someone who has a tailgate and has a party at halftime, I would think if you had the capacity and ability to sell beer at the halftime, um, as crazy as it sounds, I wonder if you'd have a bigger revolt over it. But, uh, you know, don't do readmittance. And then, uh, then those third quarters are going to be a lot more full seats because people can get a beer in the stadium and uh, BS in the in the concourses and whatnot. So it seems like they're making it a little too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kicking game. Both our kickers made field goals. All right. We'll take it. Uh, our punter, who's from Cincinnati, unknown if it's the city or the university... I mean, I guess same spot, but um, but are they actually from Cincinnati? Who I mean, are they like, playing yeah. at? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know what the sense. Anyways, uh, didn't look like <laughs> what we're accustomed to, but it, so I don't know. Um, of course, Warbach uh, announced he was off to flight school, uh, military flight school, um, kind of at the middle point of prac- of spring ball, which is awesome. Excited for him, so. Uh, we're going to have to reload at punter because that definitely can be an influencing part of the game, especially in uh, what Bobby Houck wants to do. So um, I don't know if this kid we saw in the spring game is it. Uh, to be fair, I think he had a couple punts that he was kicking from midfield, so he was trying to pin the ball, and he did that pretty well. So his chances for long shot punts were maybe a little bit more minimal. But, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Outside of that, I mean, there was like 3,500 fans there, I would, I would venture, I guess, the 3,000, 3,500. We were all packed in on the east side. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice the new ticket system? Yeah, it worked really well, I thought. Yeah, so uh, and they had it at basketball, yeah. too, this year, right? Yeah. So it's, this, it's like it's stand scanners, but you can also just tap. It's like a mobile tap, which is going to be great for, you know, People like my dad. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Who still prints his tickets? <laughs> so I, you know, I've sat in the same seat since yeah. I was a kid, right? Basically <laughs> since the North End Zone opened, and um, so I mean, those seats, like, uh, I'm very familiar with the basketball season ticket world. Sure. The football season ticket world, like, you know, I buy them, but they're under my dad, and for years, they've just went to this, you know ticket office yeah. and they would get the mail and all that and then it switched to just being email and the email associated with their Gristics account isn't even an email they have anymore oh. and so we just kind of figured that out and so I'd have to I'd have to go in every year and pay for them and they'd print them off manually and I'd you know give, yeah. take mine and give my dad his and whatever yeah. and every year we kind of talk about oh let's just get this switch let's get this switch so <laughs> if I finally did that this off season right. and you had to put a reason for transfer on the uh, <laughs> on the form and I said Technological misunderstandings. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the systems, you know, it's complicated. It can't be complicated. It can't be complicated. Oh my gosh. <sighs> well, I don't know. Hopefully, this new t- newer ticketing system will continue to help. But I think I still think they need to have more gates because um, you're gonna have a lot of people having the same issues with it. But I guess we'll just see. So. Um, yeah, I wish I, I I've uh, I did hear when you were talking coaching, Mike. I I have heard feedback um, through people that have been to more practices and and talked to some closer circles. But uh, the feedback from the coaching changes through the spring has been uh, resoundingly positive. Oh, that's good. Uh, I've heard a lot of good stuff that um, just the the changeups have been good. <clears throat> They've been helpful. Kind of some renewed energy, uh, but some some ongoing familiarity, and by and large, uh, players are feeling real positive. And uh, I mean, we're on the other side of spring ball, and we'll see how it goes, right? Because like today, we saw McGowan's moving on to law school, understood, and then um, the kicker Casper is going to step away for a little bit, take some time, take some time, so. You know, you always have a couple kids um, take off after spring, and we'll, so this is this is gonna be a, a kind of the interesting couple phases here, where presumably this coaching staff is gonna be trying to get some transfers in, to um, hopefully get them here for like summer conditioning, so they can start to get some familiarity with uh, with the team, and then I don't know with you know some of the walk-ons and stuff if there's a, a couple kids here that have earned a spot or not i guess we'll we'll see if they ever update gogris.com or we just randomly find out on a august afternoon when uh we get a new roster sheet or something but um but yeah so uh a lot of work in front of them here just to see what they've got but uh feels to me i think i said this already but i think if we're looking at the portal looking at transfers and help secondary D-line, quarterback, seems to be the spots that I think we need to focus. <sighs> Sorry, I'm dealing with a work thing. Oh, Imagine work thing. That. Oh, weird. All right, we are back. All right, sorry about that. You know, sometimes, you know, real estate offers need to be addressed at 940 at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Calls don't stop at 5 p.m. Life of leisure. You know, people, <laughs> that's what I've been told. Um, so here we are. Right. right. <laughs> um, um, I think we're wrapping up. Yeah, I think we put game, a ball right? on the spring I mean, game. I mean, like, it is what it is. Because like, it's really, you don't, there's, you don't draw any conclusions from the spring game anyway, except that you have announced to the world that we have a QB. We so have a QB. We'll, we'll see how that works out for you. Winning the national title. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's all coming together. Yeah, all yeah. the basics. RTD is finally here. Um, they have moved <laughs> dirt on the um, say, yeah. practice bubble. Yeah. Which, you know, I know we've talked about this, and God, we all wish it was a full-on building and whatever, but the, the athletes seem excited about it. After the winter we've had where there was snow oh on the ground God. in Missoula for 111 straight days. <sighs> and I know that other places in Montana have been even longer. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm all for it. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we're going with it. Um, yeah, I wish we could have something, some great big $30 million complex as well, too. But this gets us there. And so then we get these situations where it's a road playoff game in, in early December, and it is 10 below with two feet of snow on the ground, and we're going to play a game in Texas. We can now practice on a field where we're, we're comfortable running game plan with it. So I like it. I'm really glad we have it. Yep. And their hope is to have it done by November. Um, That's bold. Which is which is bold. But at the same time. <laughs> we can't even get a three-bed, two-bath house built. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. We'll compare the work. We'll, we'll do some random photos for the, for the GFP Twitter account. Because, um, hey, Twitter's still here. And when we signed off at the end of the season, who knew if that was going to be the case? Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see that come together as far as like if we're you know sports fans and things like that. Um, honestly, if you are just a fan of the university in general, there's a lot going on on campus. There really is. There's a lot of construction. There's some cool stuff in the in the in the student affairs world, in the housing world. There's some cool stuff on the academic side. Yeah. Um, you know, they're still trying to put the finishing touches on fundraising for a new forestry building. There's some cool stuff going on on campus. Oh man, they're not going to get rid of the old forestry building. Though, no, right? they're That's just like historic. Gonna, they're going to build another one. Okay. And then I actually don't know what will happen to the uh, current forestry building, but they're not tearing it down. Oh, so this is going to be like. Like there's the new journalism and the old journalism building. Yeah, this is going to be like new forestry and old forestry. Yep. Oh, something like that. Sad. Okay. Um, well, I mean, but, I get it. You know, forestry's actually got a lot of programs that are doing well at the university and we awesome. should, uh, we should embrace that. <laughs> it does seem like, like the, there's a growing positive energy around campus where it had felt like for years, it was not that. I don't know. It, um, President Bonner spoke at the State of the Community in Missoula this week, and yeah. he talked about four consecutive semesters of um, okay. of, of point-in-time growth in uh, enrollment, which is awesome. You know, let's take it as we can get it. Did someone ask him about the museum in the parking lot and tailgating? Um, <laughs> nobody asked about tailgating. He did say that it's that museum should be done um, in time for homecoming is their goal. Okay. Um, which I think it'd be great if they could have the new parking lot done as well. Because mm-hmm. um, actually, when it's done, it, 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 I know this is some people are shocked by this, but I think it's actually going to be kind of cool. It looks great because, like, in the way that they've tied the the big pathway into campus more that walks in front of the Adams Center. Oh, yeah. I think once that that parking lot's there and it's kind of settled, and and some of the folks with disabilities who can't who need to be closer yeah. can have a better parking for the Adams Center. I actually think that that part is actually going to look good. Yeah, hopefully just some some temporary frustrations because, yeah, basketball season getting in from – it was tough. And but. getting out of those parking lots after the games were brutal, so I yeah. hope they come up with a new way to figure that out. But um, yeah, <clears throat> nonetheless, <laughs> um, yeah, there's cool things going on on campus from a construction standpoint. It's awesome. not just uh, 
Not just the bubble? Yeah, it's not just the bubble. <laughs> Privately paid for. Yeah. Isn't the women's locker room project going on? Yes, I think that's happening too. Yeah. Right? There's something happening inside Dahlberg as well too. So Because all the dominoes from the champion center and then stuff gets to shift around. Right. And, yeah. yeah. Old and weight room. Slowly but surely. I think, yeah. Like the old weight room is like getting split up into locker rooms and still some training rooms as well too. Yeah. And yeah, lo- lots of things happening there as well. So, yeah. It's almost like we should have somebody from athletics on to talk about this stuff. Yeah, nah. We'll just wing it. (laughs) We will wing it. We have our long list of people that want to come on the pod that we've not yet. We're bad at. Had just bad at. (laughs) President Bonner follows me on Twitter now. Ooh, nice. So maybe I too can slide into his DMs. Should get him on the pod sometime. It's real. That really it's, happened. Yeah, That's no. how that happened. No. We- <laughs> Drunk Brent just slid into the president's DMs. Hey. It worked. And, um, yeah, so. All's well that <laughs> Go a different direction there. Uh, okay. Well, um, that's football. I don't know. Basketball season's over. It- I don't even know what you say on it right now. I mean, the interesting thing conference-wide Everybody is losing everybody. Everybody. In fact, I would I would say the Grizz are holding on to some of their players better than Eastern yeah. lost their best player. Yeah. Went to Gonzaga, <laughs> which is good for him. Holy cow. MSU lost their coach, and, and they are losing players. Yep. And the MSU women, like, I thought. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going I thought, on there. I thought they're, they're two, uh, Bad, Bad Bear and Dorian uh, White. Uh, I thought they were done, and it turns out they both had a year left. And they're both going somewhere else. And then there's two other girls that have left. Um, yeah. Our team, of course, Josh Bannon's already signed a pro contract, playing pro. Lano Martin's gone, but um, we got a kid from, oh, gosh. We got a transfer coming in. So, I, it's, you know, I, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they find another, another guy over the summer. Um, and, frankly... It's kind of an interesting year for uh, the women's basketball team as well because they kind of, under the radar, didn't do as well as maybe we might have expected them to do last year. Yeah, they they had a rough kind of go down the stretch, right? Like they were kind of gunning for like the three seed and then they didn't they drop their last three or four. But they're a young team. Um, but I think, weren't they, they were voted or picked second? Yeah. Third, and they finished fifth, sixth. Yep. And then was it fifth, sixth? No, it was. Anyway, but I mean, it, not to where yeah. they were expected to. Yeah. And then one and done, right? They didn't even win their first game. If my memory serves correct, I can't even remember now. I don't know. I told you that if we talk about basketball, I just get depressed. <laughs> well, but now if you project forward, I think both men's and women's teams, assuming no other craziness um, should be positioned to be should expect to be a top three team both of them whether they will be I don't know I don't know the uh, the uh, <laughs> the Big Sky podcast uh, message thread kind of thinks that this is a great opportunity to slide back in because everybody bit. else is everybody else is leaving everybody right? else is trash yeah, so here we go there you go <laughs> yay oh man well damn well uh okay so should we hop in these questions then we got a lot we can um 
Or what else? Real quick, I, th- I think it's it's worth Hit making mention. Um, uh, Lee Enterprise laid off a bunch of people across the uh, state of Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, a couple at the Missoulian, mm-hmm. long-term photographer, the writer that covers education, yeah. um, uh, Skylar Rispin, who's, who's done some stuff on the university, yep. and Lucas Sem, the beat writer. He's been with the Missoulian about it's a on year. He's on this pod. Yeah. And, you know, whatever your feelings are on any of those people, you know, Lee owns the Missoulian, the Montana Standard, the Helen Independent Records, Standards of Butte, Helen Independent Chronicle Record, too, right? not the Chronicle, okay, okay. Um, the Billings Gazette. Ah, yeah. And those those papers in those communities, they, they, it is a skeleton crew. Yeah. And I, I look around, and one of the things that that really, in my opinion, starts to get hit when we just continue to lose more and more media, because if you, if you look at the TV landscape, there aren't as many reporters as there used to be both sports and in general for sure so they're because they're doing more statewide type broadcasts and they're covering more ground games that are off the beaten path get covered less like high school sports in the small towns that surround the larger towns can kind of get some coverage right but it's easier to just go to the, the the aa school where the where the media market is and the further you get away from those, the tougher it is. And it's true. you know, that's one less person now that the Missoulian has to send down the Bitterroot or to, you know, send up to Ronan or yeah. to send in a in a high school game. For sure. And you know, some of that stuff matters. So I just I think when we talk when we look at this and it's it's coverage, not just sports, but it's it's, it's the whole thing. you know, um, Skyler covered education from K through twelve through kind of statewide UM. college UM yeah, policy stuff. Yeah. Board of Regions. And it's unfortunate that that whole thing is being run in a way where they are basically, I mean, it's, it's a dollars and cents conversation in a corporate boardroom in Iowa. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate because I think that those papers probably generate enough in advertising to support the structure in Montana. If there wasn't something higher than that. And I don't know what the future of media looks like in Montana, but it feels like this isn't a good sign. And so what I would say is if you like coverage of your team, whether it's the Grizz or the Cats or your schools or your, you know, local governments or whatever it is you care about. Yeah. I think if there are people out there who are doing coverage, you need to find ways to support them. And obviously one of our good friends is Coulter. Yeah. And, you know, he's, He's not leading a glamorous life doing this, but he's out there working hard. We can attest. You know, and, you know, I don't know where Lucas is going to end up. You know, there's there's a lot of um, kind of one or two or three-man shops online that are doing news coverage. The Missoula Current's one example. Right. But, you know, the flip side is, like, if you start canceling your Missoulian or your Billings Gazette or your Helen Independent subscriptions, they're going to keep, keep firing people. people. Off. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but, um, you know, if, if we want people to cover local things that we care about, we have to start paying attention to this. Agreed. And there's no right answer. And I can see just from the freaking Twitter threads of oh, these um, yeah. and some of the Facebook posts I've seen online, like, People have all sorts of a different p- opinions, and I'm not here to tell you who's right or wrong, but it's a bummer. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, Lucas um, was young, and mm-hmm. I think that was mostly a positive. I think he brought a lot of passion 
Um, Agreed. He, yeah. he engaged with fans on on social media that <laughs> I think yeah. people enjoyed oh, for sure. And you know he he would go ask questions about things that people want to know about. Um, you know he wasn't a, as traditional of a journalist as some people might like, yeah. and that's fine. But I think part of that's also because journalism has become so thin. Mm. I don't think that people have editors and mentors in the same way they used to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I think we have to take that and, and, and know that if people are trying and they care and they're creating content that we should appreciate it on a level because it might not be coming back. Man. And, I I mean, as long as the Missoulian has a sports room, they will cover Grizz Athletics. Sure. I think that's probably the number one thing. Um, but whatever happens from the people who are left in that sports room who I have no problems with. Right. They don't engage with fans on on social media. No. So, you know, it's 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 a different world. So, <laughs> we will see. Oh man. Yeah. I wish Lucas the best. I think uh um fascinating to see if he can land something and stay in the regional sports scene or if uh if he's got to move on and uh find a different market where he can um continue to do what he does but you're i mean that's a great point mike because like i think we look at it as grizz fans and it's like okay after a grizz game we're still going to be able to go to twitter or egress or facebook and read all the fan hot takes and then you're still going to have an article of some sort online the next day that you can read and you'll still have some gogrizz.com write-up but you know what about the big sky eagles what about um, you know, what about the what Shelby Coyotes? What about Shelby Coyotes? You know? what, and, and like this regional, because it's like, I think the Missoulian desk here covers all the way down the Bitter Valley. I don't think there's a sports reporter in the Bitter Valley. Nope. So the Hamilton Bronx and all the, like, just as you get further away from the epicenter of where you are and then the prioritization of, okay, it's kind of Grizz first, I guess, besides, you know, syndicated national news stories. Um, and the sports and obviously like with Skylar Rispins and others like that kind of broader picture, like we are losing access to or the ability to learn about or, or read about or understand things that are happening from um, a reporter standpoint. And so it's going to turn into fan opinions and, and things like that, which you know, sometimes which are great. That's what and we do. Over the last you know? 15 but years, yeah. we've seen on the Internet that there's a lot of place for fan opinion in sports yeah. is entertaining and it's created subsets and yeah. change is fine um but i think we probably need to understand that you know whether it's it's a place like skyline sports that's a one-man show or a you know one two three in certain situations you know or a, a thin missoulian newsroom like they don't have the resources to go find things like they used right. to yeah. and the, if there's only one person they don't have the time to track some of the things down yeah and so, you know, I saw something last week. Someone complained about Coulter online and, you know, par for the course. And we give Coulter a ton worst. of crap yeah, no, whenever we no, see no, that. Sorry. And he probably hates us half the time. <laughs> but I'm going to say something, and it's not a knock on anything. But, you know, people like to talk about, like, Coulter covers the cats more and he covers the Grizz. Coulter lives in Missoula. Mm -hmm. He was in Bozeman for a while, but he lives in Missoula. He does his radio show here. The reason that you think you see more cat stuff on his show or – in his stuff is because the Montana state university athletic department gives him more access. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, I asked him how spring coverage was going and he was frustrated because the only availability was like 15 minutes before his show was supposed to start. Yeah. And it's like, 
if we as a university choose not to put that out there, that's fine. I guess that's the decision that's being made and there's reasons for it and they're maybe trying to drive people to gogris.com. I don't know. But if we want the people who are doing coverage mm-hmm. of Grizzly Athletics to have a, to to put out stories that our fans want to see, we need to make sure they get access. And so if you've got a frustration, I actually suggest sending it that way as opposed to to jumping Coulter. on all these people like <laughs> Coulter or Sean Rady or Kyle Hansen yeah. or, or everybody else who's out there trying to cover, you know, what you like yeah. in, a, in a way. So it's just something to put up with. All right. But, all Love right. it, man. That's awesome. All right. Well, Lucas Sam, wish you the best, buddy. Yep. Um, hopefully still see you around. But we'll just have to yeah, see. You know, sometimes yeah. life has a way of working out. So I just I wish you the best. I mean, Coulter, I mean, we're kind of giving Coulter all the praise, which is weird. Gag me. Uh, Boo. But I mean, that, <laughs> that was his track, right? Like, yeah. Coulter was working for the Chronicle and mm-hmm. left there and left, um, <laughs> left after some. <laughs> Uh, and you know he's open about that story, so it's not like we're yeah. And he went and he found his own way. He He found his own way, and look at him going now. So yeah. Um, Okay. Well, uh, as a bummer, and we are we are hoping that we don't need to call like two bear air to go find uh, go find Luke. So hopefully he's somewhere safe. But uh, I guess we do have some questions, so we can hit some of these fan questions, and then we can kind of uh, we can move on from there. Uh, so I've got them up in front of me. I'll just, uh, I'll just start kind of rattling these off. Uh, CDA Grizz says, first off, how dare you? Um, he's wondering if we have been busy working or Luke has been playing call of duty with his fish data point 26. Uh, but his question is if you had to take on 10 feral hogs with no firearms to ensure the Grizz made the national title game, would you accept the challenge? The Grizz will make it whether you win or lose, but you have to take, the challenge to ensure the national title appearance it is a fight to the death <laughs> i don't think i could take on 10 hogs i think we'd lose <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like but you, you want me to die yeah so that the grizzly win the a Grizz. national championship that <laughs> seems a little extreme i have kids yes yes um cda it's the off season so what is pmt uh part of my take right oh yeah well that's not so bad okay yeah all right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Evergrizz. He's wondering the over/under on regular season wins. He's setting his at eight point five. So that'd be eight and three or nine and two. It's pretty early. I don't know. But nine and two is probably a possibility. I like, think our, our week out of conference schedule. There's, which is frustrating, but it, you know whatever. I mean, because but here's the thing: nine and two is actually only eight. Because one of our wins a D2. is a D2 and it won't count. So if we only have eight wins, that is a borderline playoff team with a crappy schedule. It is. It is. So we be- we better hope it's 9-2. and two. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the benefit that plays into our hand, at least as you look at, the, uh, a look at it from a future perspective, is um, the presumed tough games, save the Idaho game, are at home this mm-hmm. time instead of on the road. Uh it always happens. There's an upstart team. Suddenly, they're pretty good, and that it's a road game for us. So we'll just have to see how that goes. And uh, and additionally, uh, and James called me out on it when we got going. Uh, you know, there could be one where we circle the calendar, and it's like here comes Sac State, and we saw that Sac State team 
lose their head coach, lose a lot of guys to graduation, lose a lot of other guys to transfer portal, they could be terrible this year. We mm -hmm. could have a two-win Sac State team coming in here, so who knows. But, uh, yeah, I would – God, we got to win nine games. Yep. I mean, I just we, – Yeah. We do. There's no way around it. Everett says this, and this is maybe a bigger, broader conversation, but he says it uh, could be argued that top to bottom, the athletic department has never had better head coaches. So what's the deal? Why so few conference championships? I read this like when he posted it the other day, and my immediate thought was just never had better. I don't know if I agree with that. And I don't – and this is this is a thing. I – I, I, I like and appreciate, and I do not, especially when I look at what you would call our big three coaches, mm -hmm. I don't look at anyone that's like, fire their ass now. Like, um, no, no. But, I mean, I, I hate to do this because like, I try to be like Mr. Positive, but right now, can you say Brian Holsinger is better than Robin Selvig? No, not even close. Can you say right now Travis DeCure is better than Wayne Tickle or Larry Kristoviak as a coach? I mean... The there's where you start to make the argument if you look at his whole career. Yeah. But the problem there is Travis has been here X number of years, and we've seen the highs that Travis can bring that, this program yeah. to. And to to you'd have to accept some premise that the reason the basketball team hasn't been as good the last couple of years as it was the, the first chunk of years yeah. is something external. Yeah. And if it is, I want to know what that is right. so that we can fix it. Yeah. But I also know that, you know, he's been recruiting this roster every year. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, I mean, Absolutely. like, I don't, know, I don't know how you make that argument. Is Bobby Houck two better than Bobby Houck one? <laughs> no. 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 Like, and that's not a knock. You, there's just, you can't reasonably say that. Yeah. Could he be? Absolutely. Is the Big Sky Conference in football different than it was his first time? You're damn right it was. Um, but I also think, and it's something we've talked about with Coulter before, Montana's not producing the same type of line talent. And right. we notice that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yep. You know, and we also don't have the walk on star from Haver turning into an NFL pro bowler, <laughs> right. you know? Right. So it's like you also get a little bit of luck. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, so there's a lot going on there. Yeah. So it's a bigger conference. And I, I just, I think what's interesting to me as well, too, is I think other athletic departments are able to take or feel the freedom to take bigger gambles on riskier moves sometimes that ours will not do that sometimes pay off. Other times don't. Ed McCaffrey. Yeah. Womp, womp. Yeah. You know. Um, but then I think you can look at some other ones where, um, I mean, what was Danny Sprinkle's resume before he came to MSU? I mean, he never he's been a, a former coach. player, never been a head coach. He was a bench, uh, so, bench coach at a few I mean, kind of exciting places. But, I mean, he wasn't, like, he wasn't a bench coach in the Pac. He wasn't the top assistant in a Pac-12 yeah. program like Travis was. Like Travis was, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Is it? Uh, but Danny Sprinkle clearly learned from Travis's big mistake. Time. Yeah, take that job and go. Take the job and go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's hard to maintain dominance in college sports right now. Like time. you get a you get a run, teams catch up to you. You got to figure it out. Yeah, you know. Yep. Okay. Um, this question also asked 
uh, James about French toast or pancakes. Yeah. And the answer would be pancakes. Oh, you're, oh, really? Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, I just don't think he's been open to considering that French toast might be really good. Cause okay. had it before, but the answer would be pancakes. Really? Okay. Okay. And I agree with his take about the disgusting cinnamon added. So Everett's question was French toast be made better. Uh, a batter be made the right way. Uh, or the disgusting way with cinnamon added. So you don't put cinnamon in the French toast powder? That's like what you do. Yeah, no. I, it's like too I, much? No, I disagree with his take then. Disagree. Okay. What else would you put in it? Milk and eggs? It just, that's not going to taste like anything. Yeah. It's going to be like a Monte Cristo without like anything else inside yeah. of it. No, no, no. Uh, Everett also asks, uh, it's June. You're on the Rock Creek. Uh, what is, uh, what's in the cooler? Uh, what beverage is in the cooler? In the you, summer, sir. yeah, it's probably a grapefruit rattler of some sort. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I find those refreshing. It's either gonna be summer honey or that uh, Highlander strawberry weed for me. All right, we'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Take that. That's a good warm, the warm weather beer. Okay, uh, this is a topic. Alabama Grizzly wants our thoughts on the softball team. Uh, God, they I, are having a bad bad year. Right? Year. Yeah. Um, like what they'd lost like. They lost a lot. Like in a 17 row. games? Something like that? Woof. I, um. I'm going to try to pull their record real quick. I don't know. I don't know enough about softball to be able to tell you if we have any structural disadvantages. I have to think that having to play your first 20 games on the road can be tough. <laughs> their first game was February 10th. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> you know, playing a softball game in Montana? Not, you're not February? practicing outside. Again, this is also where the uh, practice facility would be helpful for them because oh my God. they could actually have uh, you know some semblance of actual practice. Um, yeah, they are 7 and 29. And I mean, Ouch. do I think a coaching change is in order? Like, I don't know enough about that program to, to be able to make that sort of thing. I do think that. It was a bummer when we lost um, Pinkerton. Pinkerton, yeah, in the sense that he was the first coach and kind of built it and put it together. And I think that if he could have been here a few more years to kind of solidify the foundation he was clearly building, yeah, that might have been helpful. Yeah, um, but I there's no reason for me to believe that the coaches that are there right now can't figure this all out um, because softball is the sort of thing where if you can get two good pitchers. Your your world can change, yes. and so it's like you, know, you have a good recruiting year. You know, maybe it's out there. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a really good point. My sister coaches her uh, her daughter's softball teams, and a different level. Obviously, she's dealing with middle schoolers, but uh, even at that level, well, you probably see this in little league as well too, oh, yeah. right? Especially when when the kids start pitching, um, it's a big difference maker. Yeah, yeah. and it. It's got to be tough. I, I can't imagine. It has to be difficult to recruit in Montana. And then, yeah, like the sales pitch is our season starts in February and your first home game is going to be end of March, God willing, and if the snowplow works, right? So it, there, there's got to be challenges here where um, warmer weather markets, maybe it's a little easier. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, BG Big Dog was curious how 2023 ends up for Grizz football. So I've said it, we're winning yep. a national title. So there, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will, I need to see some things through the summer. I need to see some transfer help. I think this team could be a, 
They have a lot of pieces. They have they have more pieces in spots they've not had, and they have less in others. And so I don't know how that's going to shape up because in previous years it's been like, oh, man, this defensive secondary, uh, this D-line, or these receivers, we are just set. And now it's like, well, the O-line and the running backs and the linebackers, like, I feel good. So it's just I, I don't know. I just don't know what it means. And I still have not seen because they're not going to show this this in spring, is how are we going to defend offenses like Montana State's, Sacramento State's, and North Dakota State's? Yeah. Because we're going to have to play two – well, we're playing two of them in our regular season, but we're going to play those types of offenses. This is a thing, actually, I was having a discussion with a guy um, a couple months ago. Um, God, I might have actually been having this with Kyle, but it's like, um, our FCS coaches recognizing that the quote pure quarterback is not an FCS prospect anymore. Because if you are that guy that can sling it, you're here a year, maybe two, and then you're hitting the portal and you're moving up because your goal is NFL. Yep. And unless if you're Carson Wentz, <laughs> but even know, Carson Wentz today, um, does he stay in any issue? Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, and so it's like, okay, so now, um, so has has Vegan at MSU, like, unlocked the secret of, I'm going to put two running backs that can throw the ball pretty well back there because they can't account for that guy. And, and is that what this landscape of the FCS offense is going to become? Is this just a sexy little thing that's going to vanish in a few years? It's, it's hard to say. But uh, we're seeing more of it. So... I don't know that like that type of stuff where it's like, okay, we win nine games. Maybe we get a seed depending on the nine wins. Win 10 games. We have a seed nine wins. Maybe not. So then our first round game. Yeah. We're going to play McNeese, right. Or something like that. And we'll beat them. And then the next one we're on the road and we're going to MSU. We're going to NDSU. We're going to South Dakota state. And they're going to run this offense that we still haven't seen if we can stop so that I just don't I want to be excited about something, Brent. <sighs> well, so, okay. So if we can win 10 games, okay. then you're talking multiple games in our stadium. Okay. And you definitely see, I think we continually saw through uh, regularly see through the FCS is that home field can many times be a great neutralizer. Okay. And so maybe just maybe, um, with a lighter schedule. Actually, this is a conversation I was just had in my office the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2009 Grizz. Our regular season schedule was pretty weak, and I remember the Grizz were kind of getting blasted. Oh, they're undefeated, but the big sky is crap. They're yep. out of conference was yep. crap. And then our first round game, here comes South Dakota State, and before we know it, we're down 41-14. Mark Mariani takes one of the house. We get a little spark going. Next week, in comes the number one offense in, in the country. I think that was Northwestern State, right? Yep. We obliterate them. Yep. And then the next week is probably the greatest game in Washington Grizzly Stadium ever, Appalachian State, and we're off to the national title. So we beat three good ranked teams in a row. So it's like even a team with like a cupcake soft schedule in the regular season, like it, it builds these guys and makes them better. And then when, when they get the real test in our stadium – in the playoffs, they can go. Yep. So, I mean, that I, maybe that's the way you look at this season. So, 
Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. All right. I mean, it helps. It helps. I'll take <laughs> Here comes Bruce. He likes it. <laughs> um, okay. Probably don't want to talk about downtown hotels. No, we can talk about everything on the thread. We're good. <laughs> don't just throw them at me. I don't even know what these are. Um, Grizz Iron was running, wondering about our thoughts on running back by committee or just having one guy. I like having one guy, yeah. but I understand that that's just not the trend in football anymore. Yeah. Um, but I like having one guy that you can depend on and a few other guys to rotate. Um, Everett Grizz asked questions that I want to answer. Oh, okay. I Downtown Missoula hotels regularly charge 350 400 per night. Do they realize they're not Midtown Manhattan five-star <laughs> properties? Um, this is just how the market works. Sure. Um, but it is crazy. Hotel costs around Montana have gotten crazy. My God. In I mean, summer? Bozeman's worse, but it is fascinating. Whitefish is bad, too, buddy. Ooh. Um, yeah. If you're playing, yeah, uh, book your hotels now, Grizz fans, for the fall. <laughs> um, hotel prices in Montana, it kind of feels like maybe it's a little bit pre COVID still, but like I remember, um, my family and I booked, a, we did like a, a, a tour around Montana, a bit of Wyoming trip, and I was just sick to my stomach that in 2018 I had to pay. I think it was $275 a night for a hotel room in West Yellowstone for my family of five. <laughs> and now it's like, that's uh that's the Hampton deal in Bozeman, yep, you know? So it's like, deal. Oh my God. So, um, yeah, I don't know what you do. Build more hotels. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a study, to work there was a, study I mean, a handful of years ago that said Missoula could use another I think a couple hundred hotel beds and everyone's like, wow. Oh, it's crazy. Wow. But then you see these nights and like Bozeman's worse. Like, yeah. I don't know. It we're Mont- Missoula, Bozeman, so Montana. We're at this whole kind of turning point where it's like, do we acknowledge that we have, we have become a tourism state yeah. and meet that? Or do we try and act like we're not any more than we already are? And sure. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Hey, look, tourists. Weird. Um, you want to know best Thai food in Montana? Oh, well, I've eaten Thai in two towns in Montana. I was say. <laughs> Helena and here. Yeah. That place in Helena is great. The place in Helena is pretty good. Yeah, um, I've had good Thai in Bozeman. I can't remember the name. Um, I I like Sawadee downtown. Yeah, I also like um, Vietnam noodle in Missoula, which has got some Thai stuff. I like Zoo Thai as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm- but best Thai. I don't know that. I don't know that I can make that statement. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Palm have, Springs or Scottsdale? I've no been opinion. to neither. No. <laughs> All right, now you can move on. Uh, well, he also says which running backs can have the most uh, yards by year's end. Total yard or total yards, including receiving. Running back. Hmm. If they, he's healthy, I think it's Osmo. Oh, Interesting. He is Bobby Houck back, and this is a Bobby Houck line. Yeah, and I mean, he was catching the ball boom, a little bit boom, at the end of last year. Uh, Gilman, to me, like yeah. I just think he's a, if if they get him in the offense the right way, he's a special player. Agreed, agreed. Uh, okay, Chris Iron, we kind of touched on that. Chris Van four hundred six. That's a big paragraph, buddy. Um, okay, but it looks like it's kind of relevant. It's, I see he's mentioning Coulter. Um, listen to about as much Grizz content as I can find, which means he listens to a lot of Coulter, uh, who has amazing insights into the program. 
Um, and with his brother having being a Grizz and friends with current players, uh, he has good inside knowledge on Hauk and his team. Uh, one of Coulter's critiques of Hauk is that Hauk's teams are almost too team-oriented. No one is above the team. No one is above the program. This manifests as a no-stars type of program. Mm-hmm. In Hauk's first iteration, he had a ton of great players. And in this iteration, he has almost doubled down on his no-stars program. And I would argue that this has resulted in no truly great players. Would like your takes on Colt would like your takes take on Coulter's critique of the program in this version of Hawk 2.0. Um I think a lot of what Coulter has to say on this is accurate. And we've talked about it on this yeah, on this so. pod before. Um and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Like I'm I'm all about team over players, but I think that you can't that has to be organic. Like you've got to preach yeah, that message yeah. and let people get there, but you can't like try and like speak it into existence by saying like I only watch the lines. It's like <laughs> come on, nobody believes that. You know, it's like if a player did well, praise them. Don't be afraid that they're going to then get some cult following in the media. And it's just like it, that frustrates me a little bit. And yeah. I think that it doesn't meet the moment of college athletics and what college athletes want. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely don't like players being elevated undeservedly over the team, sure. but I think that when there are star players on the team, it's okay to acknowledge that. Yeah. You know, and I think we see this at a, it, it is a different level. Sort of been fun to have Kyle on here to talk about like USC and how players get elevated at the top programs at the next level. Um, but I don't think we've got a single program at the FBS level that is a top-notch program that isn't putting their quarterback or their best receiver or their left tackle or their best safety on the billboards, mm-hmm. on the programs, in the NIL, doing all the stuff that you need to do, making that kid the hometown, not, not home, the, the hero in the town. Um I mean, hell, Tommy Malott's like a god in Bozeman, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> so it's like, I think Sac State last year uh, used Cameron Scadabo weekly to do 20-second uniform reveal videos. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's like this little stuff like you can do that at this level and you're clearly not going to lose the team or lose the objective of what you want to do. Um, I think... I, I think it might be too much to a fault. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's, it's probably safe to go out and say junior Bergen and Cole Grossman are damn good football players. And we're happy to have them, you know? Yes. (laughs) It's good to say Braxton Hill is, uh, one of the better linebackers we've had in a very long time. And we're damn lucky to have this kid. I mean, like you're not, I just well, don't. You're not. You're not hurting the team. Do you think Braxton Hill is one of the better linebackers we've had in a very long time? One of the better. All right. Yeah. Well, let's put a pin in that and have that conversation okay. at some point. All right. I'm really excited about Braxton Hill. Yeah. That's just we've had a lot of really good linebackers. We've had a lot of really history. good linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, but my, I get your point you're making. No inside information, but I would guess he's wearing 37 this year. Uh, I know he's a he senior. Would have, he would have freaking earned it. And uh, if he is, yeah. So yeah. 
Okay, as uh, uh, last eager's question, Zootown Rocks is wondering if the coach changes are enough for us. I'd like to think so, but I need to see it in a game. And how much did we see in that spring game that was true coaching? Change, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I said earlier, the news is good, so let's hope it keeps going. Yep. Okay. Do you have the Twitter questions? I got them up here too. If uh, you... No, you can go for it. Okay. Silvertip Nation. Would you rather, one, the Grizz win the next three championships in a row and then not make it to the postseason for the next 50 years, or two, we make it to the semifinals guaranteed for the next 60 years with the chance to make it to the chipper but never win it in that time? <laughs> I hate these questions. I just want to have fun. I think going to the semifinals 60 times in a row would be more fun than three national titles in 50 years of no playoffs. I don't know. Yep. Be telling our great grandkids about the playoffs and they'll be like, whatever. Um, <laughs> Silvertip uh, is also wondering if we can get a protest group together to. Um, uh, get Lucas's job back. Uh, <laughs> Klaus Rohrbach. Yep. Hmm. Interesting yep, last yep, name. Yep, yep. Uh, is wondering if the spring game give us any hope for this year's season, or is it too early to tell? And the second question is, do we still bring in a QB transfer with how good Vidlak looked? Um, he believes Vidlak should be QB1. I think we've kind of touched on this, but like the spring game gives gives me really good hope. It is too early to tell. There's spots where we need some help. And I think we both kind of agreed that we do need to get another quarterback. Not because no, I don't think Phil lacks the guy, but just I think I just worry about what that what behind him looks. You know? Yep. Um, go Grizz or Go Home is asking, what is the most vulnerable side for the Grizz this year, defense or offense? Huh. I think it's defense. I think it's defense. I, I think it has to be. You know, uh, Bradford was a DC before, but largely more a position coach. Where our offensive coaching staff still consists of multiple offensive coordinators, <laughs> um, and like we talked about, that the secondary and the D line um, leaves me the most amount of concern. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Nick Larkin, did you guys say hi to College Football Campus Tour? I, were they there? I don't even. They were there. I didn't even see them. So that answers that. Yep. Um, Christopher Caprio, do you think there's place for AJ Abbott to run the Wildcat? Um, and then he asked for <laughs> comments on on Lucas Sem. So we've added those. So. With Abbott running the Abbott ran the ball of the quarterbacks in the spring game more than any of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really think that was by design. Uh, I just think that if you are going to have someone a quarterback running the ball, you're probably better suited to use more of your stable of running backs than AJ Abbott. And I'm not trying to knock on this kid, but. Um, I'd rather 
have them go out there and have Junior Bergen taking a snap with Gilman and Xavier Harris in the backfield than A.J. Abbott if you're going to run some goofy Wildcat stuff. But that's interesting. And is Bobby Howe going to do that? As a Niners fan, I don't know. <laughs> that, you know, got to a point where the Christian McCaffrey was going to be the quarterback in the playoff game. Yeah. I'm not sure I agree with you. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, unless Junior Bergen could throw it downfield, which he was a quarterback. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um. Kodiak has two questions. Who are your top five players to watch for this year? What is your season prediction, which we've given a few times? I mean, Vidlak, Gilman, um, uh, Simpson on offense, I think, yeah. are my three. Of course, you know, the guys I would expect, Grossman, Bergman, stuff like that are good. Yeah. Um, on D, I'd, I need the safeties and the cornerbacks to – to show us that they can do it. Yeah. We need to see who that other cornerback is next to yep. Walker. Yep. I just don't know if it's Gradney or, or who else has grabbed that job. Uh, I think Aaron Fonts is going to have a year. All right. We'll um, take it. Uh, it's going to be interesting to just see how they work that all in. Uh, he's definitely a guy that I'm I'm excited about. And, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't know how they're going to get the ball to all these running backs because I, I was really impressed with Xavier Harris um, in that spring game, but I just don't know where he is in the, yeah. in you the know, realm I'm, of I everything. Just, like, I'm proud of Childs for still working hard. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised yeah, he's still yeah. here. Agreed. Because it's just like the opportunities. Just, <laughs> there just are not a lot of them. Not a lot. Eric Witz is wondering when we get our live pod and will it be we'd, Grizz Cat? We'd like to. Yeah. Cat, yeah okay, yeah. we, we got to admit that failure where um, – uh, this is uh, a hashtag blame Brent. Uh, I think the third week of January was looking great for the live pod, except I was in Florida that week at Disney World. And then um, life events occurred and things just kind of spun out of control out of all, on all of us. So we'll we'll work on this. We were talking about maybe doing a stream, live stream pod first to give it a test go. And I think a live pod the week of Grizz Cat with it being here in town could be pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be a lot of fun. Give us some time to prepare for it. Yep. Uh, okay. Eric, I also want to know about spots for transfer. We've touched on that. Uh, Tyler Martin, where's our spots on transfers? Touched on that. Frank Field, black jelly beans, yes or no? Gross. No, no. Mm -mm, Frank, uh uh. My son likes them. I don't know what that means, but they're pretty gross. I mean, it means that he has different tastes than I do. Yeah. Uh, but gross. Um, Brandon Fur, boots with the fur. Boots with the fur. He is taking over as the offensive I coordinator. Saw that. <laughs> Congrats, buddy, uh, for his high school team that he's coaching at this year. What should be the first play we call, and why will it be the fly sweep? <laughs> well, if I was the offensive coordinator of a high school program it would be wise to run the fly sweep over the jet sweep because the fly sweep would result in an incomplete pass and not a fumble. So that alone makes sense. Um, that being said, <laughs> if I was a high school offensive coordinator, I would just watch game film of the Sentinel Spartans offense the last three yeah, years. There you go. <laughs> and pick your 15 favorite plays and run those. See, I would be worried about running the fly sweep. Um, and I should say this, like, 
I recognize there is a national officiating shortage and challenge. And so I'm not trying to be super facetious about this, but I once went to a high school game where the officials called offsetting penalties of an offside and a false start. And I don't think that's actually possible. Um, but they called that twice in the game. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I would be concerned that you would get in a situation, uh, Father Fur, where your fly sweep is not ruled an incomplete pass, but a scoop and score. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm going to kind of guess you might not have the power of replay. <laughs> so careful with it, dude. Yep. All right. That's fair. Johnny Claxton, do you agree with him? That the current uniforms are the greatest they've ever had in the maroon and silver era. Maybe. I don't get too high or low on the uniforms. I used to. And then I kept getting let down. Like, especially the flu era. Like, because Bobby was never, the first go around, he was never a flash uniform guy, right? Like, we had that, that stripe across the chest, and then it moved to the shoulder stripe. And then when flu came in, it was like, oh, we're going to change uniforms every year. And then it was like that weird, like the black shoulder. And then the pants were like like a gradient silver to black. Like mm-hmm. they looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And then when Delaney came in, I, I, I distinctly remember this. I was at a wedding in Oregon. And this there was like a younger guy that knew the one of the families, of course. And he worked for Nike. And he's like, I've seen your new jerseys. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, man. They're amazing. <laughs> I'm like, really? What he told me, he's like, well, man, sorry. Like, I, I got to be careful. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, but don't worry. You're going to be excited. And that was this one when Delaney came out and the Montana print was like teeny. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing else on the jersey and like the numbers. And I was like, what the, what? What what is the this? hell, man? These are terrible. So um, I don't know. These ones are fine. I just don't get too high and low. Yeah. I like them better than a lot of the recent versions. But sometimes I think that. We mess with the uniforms too much. Yeah. I like, I mean, we had the old early 2000s with the bear paw on the shoulder. I think that's I still my favorite. I kind of liked the, the iterations after that that were a little bit more rounded. Mm-hmm. But that was that was the trend in all uniforms in football. Yes. Like it, I always associate it, I feel like the Broncos kind of led the way on this. But, you know, it just, the font was a little different. And I get it. Um, okay, we got a private message uh, from uh, Zachary Bashur. He said he put this on your radar a while ago. <laughs> he did. I, I, um, I, uh, I hung out with Zach last night at Business After Hours. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. Well, he is wondering who wins in a fist fight, Bobby uh, Hauk or uh, uh, Coach Vegan. Um, Do Vegan first of all, when people private message us, I wonder if you're not supposed to say their name out loud. Oh. Um, second of all... Well, he wasn't. I... Um, I don't condone violence in any manner. Fair, yeah. <laughs> You're ending it at that? Oh my god! Okay, fine. I'm just I'm trying to look up his career. Um, I think I'd be curious what Tim Hauk said to this question because <laughs> I think Tim Hauk would be like the typical brother to be like vegan all day. Vegan will destroy him. <laughs> That's a great point. Um, oh my god! <sighs> I uh, I was I also spoke at a conference today. Um, there was a, a bunch of uh, um, 
people from the title industry in town all right. um, from a company that's got title offices all over Montana and Idaho and Wyoming. And um, uh, one of our big fans from Ennis mm. came up mm. and wanted to know when we were recording. Sure. And I yeah. said, today. Hey, hey. And she said, oh, well, Britt will remember me. And I said, all right. Starts um, with an A. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, but so. uh, taller gal. Amanda. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. She used to work here in Missoula. Yeah. yeah. We talked about that. Played softball with her. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. We yeah. talked about that too, actually. Well, there yeah, you she, go. I, was, Damn. I, I, I said that she said you would remember her. I didn't think we needed to go through all the connections. But now that we've done that. Well, here we are. Yeah, again, you are just <laughs> not doing well at not outing people on it. But shout out to Amanda. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it loud. <laughs> And I only my only apology was we didn't do this yesterday, so she had it to drive home with to Ennis today. But, you know that's all right. Yeah, it's a pretty drive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, buddy, that's our questions. All right. Well, um, it's kind of fun to get together. We'll figure out where Luke is. Yeah. Um, Hopefully he's okay. Who I'm knows? Sure he's okay. Who knows what else we will be doing um, this summer? Um, It'd be nice to get together for one, but I mean, as I think everybody knows, we are. Entering a very quiet zone for new content, and this is maybe just another wonderful plug for people like Coulter, who continues to put forth radio shows talking about new things related to sports on a daily basis, because from now until the beginning of fall camp, like August 5th or 6th or whatever that is, like outside of transfers, in or out, I don't think we're going to have like a lot of news, like a lot of stuff to talk about, yeah. so... It'd be good to get together. Yeah. And maybe maybe and, do a July thing. And set maybe up in we backyard. do something with, you know, athletics or figure something out. I also just don't have a lot of time on my hands. No. No, you don't. So I've heard you're busy. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm good here. This is good to get get, get together. Right. Put together a two-ish hour pod. A little light one for the fans. Yep. Get well, Luke back on here. We can push three hours again. There we go. <laughs> if, um, you know, if we know you, we'll see you around. If not... We will see you at some point down the road, probably before football season starts. Go Grizz. Bye now.